This is Honest Homeopathy, where we are empowering mamas everywhere to care for their families. The information in this podcast is to be used for educational purposes only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor. I am not a physician, nor am I prescribing or making health care decisions for you. Welcome back to Honest Homeopathy. I'm excited to be back with you this week. Thank you to everyone who tuned into last week's episode where we talked about the remedy Natsol and how it can help with head injuries. I am recording this episode in my husband's office this week, so if it sounds a little bit different, there might be a little bit of an echo. I'm sorry about that, but um, my husband was super gracious to watch our kids for me inside, so I came out to his office to record this episode. I want to say a quick thank you to everyone who listens faithfully to my podcast every week. If you have any questions about this or past episodes, Or if you have a homeopathy story to share, please feel free to reach out to me at honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com. I'm not a doctor or a certified homeopath. I'm a mama who is passionate about homeopathy and caring for my family. While using homeopathy, I have seen amazing results and I enjoy sharing the knowledge I've learned with others. Thank you again to everyone who listens and for learning and growing with me. So this is just a side note, but I was listening to my podcast last week after I'd already made it public, and I noticed that every week I say the statement that I said above about not being a doctor or certified homeopath, and I've always said, I'm just a mama, and it sort of bothered me a little bit when I heard myself say that on the podcast And I thought, you know, I don't need to say I'm just a mama because mamas are amazing. Mamas do so many things. They nurture, they support their home. They are the gatekeepers of their home. There are so many things that mamas do. So I will no longer be saying I'm just a mama. I am a mama and I am so thankful and proud to be a mama. And for all of you mamas out there, I hope you feel the same way. You are not just a mama. You are a mama. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And God has designed you in a beautiful way to do so many things to care and nurture your family. End of side note. (laughs) Okay. So this past week, we completed the second lesson in our Gateway to Practical Homeopathy study group. I love talking about homeopathy with others and just building community together. So if participating in one of these classes is something you are interested in, and this time it just wasn't really a convenient time, please send me an email at honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com and let me know. I'm planning on teaching several more this year and would like to pick convenient times for those who are interested. Also, I want to say thank you to each of you who have left reviews recently. You all have said the most encouraging and uplifting things, and it makes me feel even more dedicated and determined to producing this podcast every week. Okay, let's get started with this week's episode. We'll start by discussing our remedy of the week, as well as take an honest look at the remedies that I've been using in my own home and for my family over the past week. And lastly, I will share a holistic health tip that you can easily implement in your own home. Our remedy of the week is phosphoric acid. The Latin name for this remedy is phosphoricum acidum. 
The keywords to remember to associate with this remedy are emotional weakness. Again, the keywords to remember are emotional weakness. Phosphoric acid is a mineral and one that is used in a variety of things in our modern day culture. You will find this mineral in fertilizers, soaps, detergents, and even toothpaste. In homeopathy, the crude form of this mineral is diluted and succussed to give us the homeopathic medicine, phosphoric acid. The keywords for this remedy are emotional weakness. I would definitely consider this a mind remedy. This is a remedy that benefits someone who has a variety of issues with the mind. This could include depression, brain fog, difficulty comprehending, and impaired memory. Often a person who needs this remedy will have a hard time focusing their mind, concentrating, or finding the right words. I feel like that could be me many times. <laughs> a lot of these emotional and mental issues can be brought on by grief, effects of a love relationship gone wrong, or even feelings of homesickness. Often the person who could benefit from phosphoric acid is very apathetic about life and indifferent to everything. They don't want to talk and really just want to be left alone. They often will just sit at home all day long doing nothing or maybe just like watching TV all day. The person just feels really depleted and weak emotionally and mentally. This emotional depletion and weakness often leads to a physical weakness. So there are several physical symptoms that phosphoric acid is known to help, and many of these ailments come about because of the negative side effects of emotional and mental grief or trauma. One of these physical conditions is hair loss. So hair loss that begins after a season of grief is a good indicator that this remedy is needed. Often the hair loss is on the scalp, but in males, this hair loss can also occur on their beards. Phosphoric acid is also beneficial for premature graying. So I'm definitely pretty sure I need this at this point because I actually had gray hair since I was 16 years old. So this could be a remedy for me. I swear the more I studied this remedy, the more I was amazed at how helpful it is for a variety of conditions. So by the time we get to the end of the episode, you guys are really going to be like, really, Amelia? It really can help with all of these different things. I am serious. So let's talk more about what this remedy is capable of. So phosphoric acid is also a urination remedy. It can help with someone who has frequent and urgent urination. So this often occurs at night for this person. Bedwetting is also an issue that can be helped. Something I found out about this remedy that I thought was very interesting is that it can help strengthen bladder muscles to help those who urinate whenever they cough and sneeze. Hello, all you mamas out there who have birthed children into this world. If this is something that occurs and you struggle with, here's your remedy. So this is also a remedy that can help with certain types of headaches and eye pain. If someone has a sensitivity to light, this could be a good remedy to try. The gastric system can also be greatly helped by phosphoric acid. It has a positive effect when someone suffers from diarrhea with painless watery stools with gas. Lastly, I want to mention the positive effects that this remedy can have for males. This remedy is known to greatly help males in their genital area. It helps with weak erections and a loss of desire for sex. It is also known to help when there is issues of eczema and skin issues on this area of the body in males. 
I'm telling you, I wasn't lying. This remedy is the do-all be-all of remedies, apparently. And I didn't even cover the half of it. So I encourage you to take some time this week to research and gain more knowledge about the remedy phosphoric acid. Homeopathy is an investment in your health, and it's one that you won't regret. Welcome back. So we've taken some time to learn about our remedy of the week, phosphoric acid. Now we're going to take an honest look at the homeopathy I've been using in my own home over the past week. This was the week of cold calm in my family. So last week I mentioned that my son had gotten a cold. Well, he was recovering nicely and then my husband and daughter got it. So we have been passing the cold calm around our house this past week. For those of you who are interested in the cold calm remedy, Boron makes one for children and adults, as well as one for babies. So the one for babies is in a liquid form, so it's just easier to administer. Everyone recovered from their colds nicely, and thankfully I didn't get it at all. <laughs> there was one day where I thought I might be coming down with it, but I took a dose of Ferrum Foss 6X and felt just fine later that day. Getting sick is totally a part of life, but I'm so thankful to have this wonderful medicine to help our bodies heal more quickly and effectively. I did take one other remedy this week, so I had my period, and this time I had different symptoms than I did last time. I think my body is still trying to regulate. So this month I felt nauseous with my period, which is not something I normally struggle with. So I looked it up in my repertory, and when a woman is having her menstrual cycle and feels nauseous, Epicac is a great remedy to try. So I took Epicac 30C, and it really did help. I was really surprised. Like, it was pretty much in just a few minutes, I felt so much better. So again, I'm just super thankful for this medicine and all the areas of our lives that it can help with. Last week, I took a couple of minutes to share some basic homeopathy facts and knowledge with my listeners. I was inspired by my homeopathy study group. So last week, we started with some information about the founder of homeopathy, Samuel Hahnemann. This week, I want to talk about homeopathic medicines and how they are made. So homeopathic medicines are made from plants, animals, and minerals. The crude form is greatly diluted, and then the process begins. So one drop from the mother tincture is mixed into a water alcohol mixture. That mixture is succussed, which means shaken, for a certain amount of times. This would be considered a 1C remedy. Then one drop is taken from this mixture and put with 99 drops of the alcohol water mixture and shaken again. This is repeated until the desired potency is achieved. So for a 200C potency remedy, this process would be done 200 times. As you can see, the process of making a remedy is very exact and precise. I have given you a very simplified version as to how remedies are prepared, but I encourage you to study more this week. I will include a great 10-minute video that Boron created that details the process in the show notes. I really encourage you to watch it. Well, there you have it. These are all the things that have been going on with me this week that have to do with homeopathy. I love being able to share my experiences using homeopathy with all of you. I hope you find it beneficial and are encouraged as well. This week for our holistic health tip, 
I want to talk about microwaves. <laughs> when we moved into our previous home, there actually wasn't a microwave. The home was built in the 50s and there was never a microwave installed. I was happy about this fact. And those five years we lived there, we got used to warming up our food the old fashioned way. Well, we moved into our new home last fall and there was a microwave installed in the kitchen, albeit it was a dinosaur of a microwave. It was so old, but <laughs> there was still one in the kitchen nonetheless. So at first I committed to not using it, but over time I found myself like using it in a pinch here and there. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I uninstalled it from the cabinetry and I just got rid of it. It is gone. So yes, there is a big open hole in my cabinets from where it used to be, but I'm happy to be microwave free again. Now, I mean, I won't lie, they are so convenient and easy, but the question is, are they good for our health? I know this issue is debatable, but I want to share some of the things I've researched and feel persuaded by. Now, if you read statements about microwave safety on the CDC and the WHO's website, they will say they are completely safe for your home and food. But after the past couple of years, we all know how trustworthy the CDC and the WHO is. So <laughs> let's dig a little deeper and see what other people are saying. So most of the information I'm going to share in the next few minutes comes from an article written on the Weston A. Price Foundation's website. It's a pretty lengthy article, so I'll be sure to share the link in the show notes for those of you who might want to read the whole thing. So microwaves became very popular in our country after World War II. Their popularity grew until as of today, it's estimated that 97% of U.S. households have microwaves. That is a huge number and that's pretty much everyone. The first thing that people usually think of when they think of health concerns and microwaves is the radiation they emit. But there are many other concerns in addition to this one. One of these concerns is how the food is cooked in a microwave. So microwaves cook from the inside, whereas regular ovens cook from the outside in. I wanna read a quote from their website about this cooking process. It says, in a uniquely violent cooking process, microwave ovens bombard food with waves that primarily zero in on a food's water molecules, bouncing around and through an item being cooked and generating frictional heat. Microwave ovens operate at a frequency of 2.45 gigahertz, the same radio frequency used by pervasive in-home wireless technologies such as 4G Wi-Fi routers, Bluetooth earpieces, cordless phones, and baby monitors. What this means is that the electromagnetic waves from microwave ovens and their fellow electronic devices, quote unquote, whip every cell within range back and forth 2.45 billion times every second, producing, as one writer refers to it, shaken cell syndrome. An article in the 90s was written about this cooking process as well, and it said, there are no atoms molecules or cells of any organic system able to withstand such a violent destructive power for any extended period of time. The result is destruction and deformation of molecules of food and the formation of new compounds unknown to man and nature. So I don't know about y'all, but I really don't want to put new compounds that are unknown to man and nature in my body on a regular basis. So also in the 90s, there were a couple of Swiss scientists 
that self-financed a study about the health of individuals eating food prepared in microwaves and how it affected the blood of individuals who consumed it. They found that when these foods were consumed, it led to a degenerative state of the individual's health. They tried to share this information, but were silenced and threatened with drastic consequences by their government. There have been several studies also about the negative effects of microwaves on food, especially on milk in particular. The reheating of breast milk is a study that definitely should cause concern. The article shared this information. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, researchers showed that microwave warming of frozen human breast milk was inappropriate due to the technology's effects on the content of the milk's beneficial IgA antibodies, which protect breastfed babies from infection. A 1992 study by Stanford researchers confirmed that high-temperature microwaving of frozen breast milk not only caused a marked decrease in activity of all the tested anti-infective factors, but also allowed undesirable E. coli bacteria to spread 18 times faster compared to non-microwaved milk. Even lower temperature microwaving accelerated E. coli growth by a factor of five. The Stanford authors concluded that their findings raised questions about microwave safety at any temperature. So other concerns to consider with microwave cooking is the uneven distribution of heat. This can cause one portion of the food to be cooked and the other not. So this increases the chances of bacterial growth, just like we mentioned with the breast milk being warmed. Another concern is chemicals leaching into your food from the containers that they are being warmed up in. There were other studies performed by the Russians and their conclusions were that the nutritional value of food cooked in the microwave decreased anywhere from 60 to 90%. They discovered structural breakdowns in food cooked in the microwave, as well as these startling findings. I thought these were really crazy. So here they are. One is a higher percentage of cancer cells in the blood. Two, degeneration of the immune system and the body's ability to protect itself from malignant tumors. Number three, digestive system disorders and gradual destruction of that digestive and excretory systems. Number four, a statistically higher incidence of stomach and intestinal cancers. Finally, Soviet researchers showed that the microwave field created by the ovens could cause health problems within a 500-meter radius, including deformed composition of the blood and lymph areas, degeneration and destabilization of cell membranes, interference with the brain's electrical nerve impulses, central and autonomic nervous system problems, and cumulative loss of vital energy. This research actually led to a ban on microwaves in Russia for a period of time, but eventually they were brought back and became commonplace. As you can see, there have been a variety of studies and much research done concerning the health effects of microwaves, and much of it isn't positive. Again, I know there is a debate, but for me personally, I would rather give up the convenience for the health of my family. I know this is probably a harder health tip to implement, but I encourage you this week that if you use your microwave frequently to maybe just try reducing your usage gradually. The more you get used to not using your microwave, the more you will realize that it's not really a necessary appliance in our lives. 
Microwaves are just another thing in our society that provide instantaneous results, and that's why we love them. But this week, maybe try slowing down a little and live in the moment and heat things up the old-fashioned way. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions about homeopathy or anything I've mentioned in today's episode or a story you would like to share, please feel free to reach out to me at honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, I encourage you to take a minute to leave a review and to share this podcast with others you know. If you leave a review, don't forget to shoot me an email and I will send you my free homeopathy flashcards gift. Just a quick recap of today's show. Our remedy of the week is phosphoric acid and the key words to remember are emotional weakness. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. This is Honest Homeopathy. Thank you for listening. Mamas everywhere, I hope you feel empowered to care for your family. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review. We have a new podcast coming out every Monday to help you on your journey of homeopathy. I'll see you next time.